Hey guys, welcome to Sports Impact with Javon Mack. I hope you guys are having a good day today. I know it's been a while since my last upload. It's been a lot of things like school, work, but now I'm back thankfully and we should be able to get back on track. So today I'd like to talk about the NBA and what we've had going on so far ever since the trade deadline and the All-Star break. And first, the first thing I want to talk about is just some recap from yesterday. So if you know, which... A lot of people do, of course. Kevin Durant got traded to the Phoenix Suns, and last night was his first game with the team. They got a pretty, pretty easy win over the Charlotte Hornets without LaMelo Ball, who is out for the season. Uh, KD had a good game, shot 10 to 15 from the field. He had 23 points and limited minutes. One thing that was a big takeaway from this game, though, was Devin Booker. He had 37 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. And like he said in an interview last week, Playing with KD, he's going to get a lot of spacing, and the team as a whole are going to have a lot of spacing. And we definitely saw that. Then we also see Chicago Bulls beat the Detroit Pistons, trying to stay alive in the playoff hunt. Zach Levine had 41 points, which was in a good game, shot pretty well from the field. And the Pistons, look, they're a young team. They're still getting it together. They're really just tanking at this point. And, yeah, that's all we got from that game. Then we had a good matchup between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum, both from the same draft class. Every time they play each other, it's always a great matchup. And once again, it happened last night. The Cavaliers actually found themselves down 20 uh, early in the game and midway through the game. And then at the end, the last couple minutes, they made a push to make it a four-point uh, loss at the end. And yet, we see once again what makes Boston so good, how deep they are. They have the best duo in the NBA. And Tatum had 41 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists, which is a really great game for him. Cleveland actually was 2-0 against Boston before that game. And now, you know, the Celtics have a little bit of edge on them. Then another game we had, we had the 76ers versus the Miami Heat. 76ers took care of them pretty easily, winning by 23. They didn't have Joel Embiid, but Tyrese Maxey and James Harden stepped up. Maxey had 27 points, 4 rebounds, and 7 assists. And yeah, Miami, they need to figure out what's going on. Because Jimmy Butler said last week, he said he was tired of losing. And we saw Udonis Haslam say, I don't know if you know, but he said he was tired of seeing them lose, even though he hasn't really been playing for them. And yeah, Miami, they've had so many chances the past few years to make some noise. And this year, it's not looking great for them. Then another game we had, we had the Brooklyn Nets going to the Knicks. And the Nets, we know they're still figuring stuff out with their new roster. Um, they have a whole bunch of new guys, no longer have KD or Kyrie. But I want to talk about the Knicks. I want to give the Knicks a second because they're on a seven-game winning streak. Jalen Brunson... He's played amazing. He should have made the All-Star game. Julius Randle has also played amazing. I'll just give you a num- some numbers right now. Um, so they're on a seven-game win streak, the Knicks. In um, Brunson's last 10 games, he's averaging 27 points per game. And last night, he had 30 points in the first half. Y'all, I know there's a lot of Knicks fans out there who've been tired of seeing their teams be mediocre. And it looks like that's ending this year. And good for them, good for them. And the Nets... They got blown out again, and they're just slowly falling down the standings. But to be frank, it's going to take some time for this team to get used to playing with each other, so I wouldn't be too upset about it. Then the Grizzlies faced off against the Rockets. Pretty easy Grizzlies win for them. Um, the Rockets, they're 13-49. and 49. I mean, it's not a good season for them. Desmond Bain had a pretty good game, 39-6. and six. And then the Bucks continued their win streak, winning their 16th in a row. Um, against the Orlando Magic. They're now the one seed in the Eastern Conference passing the Celtics with this win streak. And Giannis had amazing, another amazing game. I mean, Giannis is the best player in the NBA. 31 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. He did his thing like always. 
Then we had two more games. Um, second to last one was the Lakers against OKC Thunder. Big game. The Lakers went into the game being 29 and 33. The Thunder went in 28 and 33. So this is a big game for either team. And with no LeBron, Dennis Schroeder stepped up for his team with 26 points and six assists. And the Lakers got the much needed win. And they're going to need to carve out these wins because it actually came out reportedly today that LeBron is missing at least the next three weeks. And then they're going to reevaluate him. And with the Lakers as a low seed right now, not even in the play-in, they're going to need Anthony Davis. They're going to need Schroeder. They're going to need DeAndre Russell when he comes back. They're going to need all those guys to step up and carry the load. And in the last game of the night, the Pelicans against the Trailblazers, both fighting for a play-in spot. Pelicans came out with the win. It's the first time that Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum have played against each other since they spent those years together in the playoffs in Portland. Brandon Ingram showing once again why he was an all-star with 40 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. And Damian Lillard continued his incredible streak he's been on with 41 points and 8 rebounds. And I genuinely feel bad for the guy because, I mean, Dame has had no hope his whole career. He had CJ for a good amount of years, but other than CJ, he's had no one. I mean, he's averaging 37.8 in his last nine games. And then Portland's last 10 games, they're four and six. They blew a lead last night, and they blew a lead the night before against Golden State. He just starts to feel for him. I mean, he wants to stay loyal to his franchise. He wants to stay loyal to his team. But I, I don't know. I just want to see Dame win something. And I don't know if that's going to happen in Portland. And I don't think it will. So that's just a recap of what we saw last night. Um, there's also other storylines that's been going on. So I already discussed LeBron being out for three weeks. And there is something that's kind of been worrisome for a contender or supposed to be a contender in the Western Conference. So as you know, the Dallas Mavericks, they traded a good amount of their players for Kyrie Irving. He can leave in the summer. The idea was you get Luka a guy that can help him out because Luka's had, he had Jalen Brunson, but Jalen Brunson's gone. He hasn't really had a primary ball handler to take off the load from him. And Kyrie, Kyrie has been that guy all year. He's been a really good player. And an issue that players thought, or not players, people saw, thought when they saw Kyrie get traded to the, uh, Dallas was, how is their defense going to work? Who's going to take the final shot? How is it going to work? Because Kyrie and Luke are both so very ball dominant. How, how is it going to fit? How are you going to figure that out? And it has not looked good for them. They're one in five in the games that Luke and Kyrie have played together. Their offense has been good at times for sure, but their defense has been dreadful. I mean, they lost to a Pacers team that, you know, they're decent at best last night. And once again, Kyrie took the final shot, even though he was struggling on that. And they need to figure that out soon. And if they don't, then Kyrie's most likely going to be gone during, in the summertime. I mean, it's just a fact. And then one other thing I talked about, uh, would like to talk about, is Clay Thompson, the Golden State Warriors. If you don't know, the champs are finding their way back up. They've been really disappointing all year, but right now they're riding a three-game winning streak. They are currently 32 and 30, and are now the five seed. Clay Thompson. I don't know if you know this insane fact he had the best month of his career in January this year he averaged 27 points per game this is Clay Thompson by the way after 20 Achilles after 20 CL 27 points per game 46 point, uh, percent from the field 43 percent from three that is insane and 91 percent from the, uh, the free throw line and in January or sorry in February he averaged 25 on 45 45 91 shooting splits that's insane. And 
if you watch that game against portland the other day portland was winning that whole game they were up 23 points early in the game it was not looking good for golden state and somehow golden state found a way to come back and get that win much needed win because earlier that night both the mavericks and the clippers had uh, lost that ga- their games with golden state winning that game they're able to pass both those teams and now sitting at the five spot yeah they were down 23 ended up winning the game by nearly 20 points insane Jordan Poole showed up with 29 points. He's been he's been pretty good this year. Klay Thompson, like I said, he he struggled all game, but when they needed him the most, he was he was doing his thing. And someone I like to shout out is Dante DiVincenzo. When the Warriors lost Gary Payton, people were like, "Well, there goes their best perimeter guard. What are we gonna do now?" Dante DiVincenzo stepped up and been an amazing player for the Warriors. His defense has been really good. And let's see, the last three games against Houston, so over this three-game winning streak, against Houston on February 24th, he had 15 points, all threes, 5-9 and nine from three. On the 26th against Timberwolves, he had 21 points and eight rebounds and five assists, four steals. He had four from nine for three that game. And against Portland during that comeback, he shot five of seven from three and dropped 21 points. So shout out to DiVincenzo for being a great two-way player that the Warriors need. And now that the Warriors have Gary Payton back, come playoff time, it's going to get scary. Steph actually reportedly yesterday, he should be back next week. And they're they're on a trajectory, a really good trajectory right now. And they're only one game behind the Suns. So who knows? The Warriors, you know, you can never really sleep on those guys. And in one thing, I I do watch I mean, if you're a big sports fan, you know like the big uh sports shows like First Take, you got JJ Reddick's podcast that I listen to, uh, the old man of three, amazing podcast. On first take, they're discussing Stephen A, you know, Stephen A, um, Kendrick Perkins, Molly. They're discussing the MVP debate in between Jokic and Embiid. Jokic, if you know, has been the one of the last two MVPs. He's the heavy favorite to win MVP this year. He's been playing amazing basketball. He's averaging a triple-double as a center. Unheard of. Kendrick Perkins had the nerve to say that Jokic has been stat padding he said oh people are saying westbrook was stat padding well Jokic, all season long he averaged 9.5 um uh, assists per game and he said all of a sudden Jokic's amount of shots went down and his assists started going up and now he's averaging triple double look i don't know Jokic personally jj reddick said something when he went on first take he was saying that Jokic does not seem like a person who would care and i agree with that wholeheartedly Jokic is a player who, if you watch him play, he is clearly just focused on getting the offense moving no matter what. That He's an unselfish player. He's going to do whatever it takes to keep things in the flow of the offense. That's how he plays. And the, the take that he is someone who stat pads or is focused on stats instead of winning is, is false. It's actually a stat that when Jokic drops a triple-double, guess how many losses the Nuggets have? Zero. They are 24-0 when Jokic has a triple-double. So that's just something I wanted to talk about right there. And overall, I'm just really excited for the playoffs that are about to come next month. Um, a lot of people know, before the All-Star break, the NBA is decent to watch. It's nothing great. It's like, it's just so many games. But once All-Star break hits, that's when the season picks up. Everyone knows we got 20 or so games. We need to make a spot. We need to put ourselves in the best position. 
to get home uh, court advantage and make a run in the playoffs. And yeah, it's been really good so far. I mean, the Eastern Conference, it's looking tight. It's really between Boston and uh, Milwaukee. Those are the two clear head best teams. Uh, Philly's the third. Um, and then Cleveland and New York. Though I, Cleveland, I do believe Cleveland is a better team. But New York, we cannot sleep on them, especially they're 9-1 in the last 10 games. Brunson and Randor are playing all-stars. Things are getting very, very interesting in the Eastern Conference. And in the Western Conference, the West is just stacked. I mean, if I'm if I'm looking right now, you got you really got at least six teams that could genuinely win the championship. The Western Conference playoffs will be a bloodbath. Denver Nuggets have played really good. Jokic is obviously the leading candidate for MVP. I just discussed this a minute ago. Memphis, John Morant, those young guys, they play with a lot of heart. No matter how you feel about the team, you cannot lie. They are a good team. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a top defensive the year, player of the year candidate. Desmond Bain is one of the best shooters in the league. Ja, we know who Ja is. The Kings, I can't lie to you. I was sleeping on Sacramento. Um, it's just the fact that inexperience. I was like, I know Sabonis. I know Fox. Those are all star caliber guys. But the rest of the team around them, you know, who knows? And then I watched them play against the Clippers in that 176-175 game. And yes, high scoring game, you might think. No defense, no defense. The Kings had 42 points off turnovers against Clippers. That was the Clippers' worst as far as turnovers, points off turnovers, and of the whole season. The Kings, De'Aaron Fox, those those boys showed why they're so so good. So good. Fox is really one of the best clutch players in the league. He's got the most clutch points in the fourth quarter. So yeah, I was sleeping on Sacramento. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't see him as a contender not yet. I think they need a couple more pieces. But they're definitely up there. I mean, they're the three seed for a reason. And then obviously Phoenix with Kevin Durant, they're a contender. I mean, you got Booker and KD, one of the best duos in the league. The Warriors, they're always in it. I mean, they're the five seed now. You got Steph, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond. You have a squad that can get you. I mean, they have champion experience. They literally just won a championship in June. So you have that. You have the Clippers, who a lot of people are sleeping on. I mean, Yes, the Clippers, they do disappoint at times. But when they're fully healthy, when Kawhi is fully healthy, when Paul George is fully healthy, it they are a dangerous team. They were my pick to win the whole thing before the season started. When they're fully healthy, especially with the addition of Russell Westbrook, they've needed a point guard. That's that's going to be huge for them. And people are going to see in the come playoff time, if they face Sacramento, who knows? That'll be an interesting matchup. You got Dallas, who they've been disappointing, but you can never count Luka out. He went to the Western Conference Finals with Jalen Brunson as the second-best player. So if he has a um, Kyrie, if they if they figure it out, they can be really dangerous. And those are all my contenders I see in the West. I um, mean, you got uh, the Timberwolves. I don't think they're there yet, um, especially with Cat being injured all year, Rudy Gobert not being in and out of lineup. I think Edwards is that guy, but I don't see him doing anything. I don't see the Jazz doing anything. The Pelicans, they can. If Zion comes back healthy... With CJ, with Brandon, with Jose, with all these good defensive players, I think they could make a pretty good run, if I'm being honest, because they were a top three team before Zion got hurt and before Brandon got hurt. And the last team, the Lakers, I mean, if they can get fully healthy, I'm not going to lie to you, they are, they, no one wants to face that team. But can they get healthy? I mean, AD always getting hurt. Um, LeBron, he is now out for three weeks, so they might not even make the plan. They're one game behind the Pelicans, and the Pelicans should be should be getting Zion sooner rather than later. So yeah, I don't know. The NBA is really interesting right now. This should be a good rest of the end of the season. We've had crazy games, 70-point games. We have 
close 27 point comebacks 23 point comebacks it's just been a really great year in sports especially in this last half of the nba season so far so yep this is all i had to talk about today i hope you guys have a great day hope you guys enjoy the rest of the season and yeah we'll see what happens sports a package of one mac and have a great rest of your day